Welcome. This is Soul Talks with Bill and Christy Galtier. I'm Bill. And I'm Christy. We're psychotherapists, spiritual directors, and the founders of Soul Shepherding. On soulshepherding.org, you can find a treasure store of resources for your spiritual and emotional health and fruitful ministry to others. Most of these resources are free. You'll also find our books that you can purchase for your devotional life, a small group, or as a gift for a friend. We're so glad you've joined us for another conversation on life, love, and leadership with Jesus. Christy, this morning I took heart from you. You did? I did. How was that? I laid in bed and prayed when I woke up. Well, that's great. Yeah, about 30 minutes I laid in bed and meditated on some psalms and prayed over my day, asked the Lord to help me and to help me not to hurry and not to get too busy. And did he? He did. I fended off those wild animals that C.S. <laughs> Lewis talks about. Yes, that all come clamoring, running at you, demanding your attention first thing in the morning. Yeah, this is a busy week. You know, we had a wonderful vacation last week, uh, hiking in the Blue Ridge Mountains, going along the parkway there, seeing the fall color was so awesome. That time with you and the beauty of God's creation and getting out and walking and talking and it was so fun. And then we come back this week and, you know, we love our home, we love our friends, we love our, our ministry, but it's a lot, you know. It is catching up on stuff. And, and then next week we're, we're going away to Santa Barbara to lead a week of TLC training and spiritual formation and soul care ministry with a group of pastors and leaders, which we love to do that too, but it makes for a compressed week. It does. Yeah. Very full week. So it's a temptation, especially for me with my workaholic nature and history to just be constantly busy and working. And yeah. so it was important for me to get that good start this morning and just calm everything down and say, okay, nothing I, more important that I can do here than just pray a psalm and take my shower and sing to the Lord and sing praise to him. And so I was in the car for different, going to different appointments and resisting going through in my mind with, you know, we can work in our minds, mm-hmm. you know, we're just constantly thinking about what we need to do or how we're going to solve this problem, what we're going to do here or there. And just to, you know, again, set boundaries on those wild animals and say, hey, calm down, back off. Yeah. <laughs> you know, this car time here is going to be a sanctuary for me to pray and to tune into the Lord's presence and gosh, just, just to breathe, you know, just to be still and know that he is God. Right. And, and as you talk about that, we might think, oh, you know, that sounds nice to stay in bed a little bit in the morning and rest. But I know for you, that's really a discipline and that it's actually a death to self because it feels good to you to get up and get productive and be active and be checking yeah. things off your list and getting things done. That's energizing. That feels good. It feels important. Yeah. It's a much easier way for me to connect with Jesus, to go for a run and carry a scripture with me that I've memorized as a pocket lighter and to meditate on that and use that for prayers of worship and adoration of the Lord, prayers of confessing my sins and all sorts of petitions for myself, our family, for others, and, and just letting the, you know, the word of God guide me in that and just enjoying the beauty of nature as I'm running or walking around the lake or in the hills. I mean, that's like a, for sure, renewing and energizing for me. I'm getting my body moving, but to discipline myself, say, okay, I'm just going to stay in bed even though I got all this to do. And, you know, I'm already, my motor is running. It's like, okay, let's get going. It's like, okay, no, I'm going to stay here and pray and meditate. Definitely a discipline. It is. Well, and you know, our culture really 
feeds and trains us in being productive and being busy. And, you know, I'll, I'll actually often have people say, you know, how you doing? Are you busy? Yeah. You know, and it's like they want me to say yes. And there's a real temptation, I feel, to say, well, yes, because there's a situation that, well, like, if you're busy, you're important. Mm-hmm. Or, like, if you're busy, like, you're doing valuable things. Or, mm-hmm. you're, you know, you're, like, respected for being busy or productive. Or, you know, our culture really thinks that's a good thing. What, what, what are those sayings about the idle time? Idle hands are the devil's workshop. Yeah, you know, and, and certainly there's truth that we want to be doing all the good we can for God. But... This busyness and this attachment to that and our ego can be really destructive to our soul and our spirit in Christ. Yeah, when Paul says in Ephesians, you know, redeem the time for the days are evil. I used to use that when I was young and in college to sort of justify, you know, being on the move, being on the go, making things happen, being busy. And now I'm redeeming the time, you know, and it's like, well, that's not really the attitude that Paul's getting at there. It's more like uh, kairos is the Greek word there. You know, seize the moment, enjoy the moment, live the moment with God, be alert to what God is doing, and join in with Him in that. And in order to live that way, with that uh, attunement with the Lord and being energized by His presence and participating with Him in His work, we need to do what you're doing right now. <laughs> I'm holding my cat and petting and enjoying his purr. Yeah, that really helps you to relax. It does. It helps me slow down. And our listeners can do that with a dog if you're a dog lover. Yeah. Or you don't even have to have a pet. But the point is the way that you slow down and just your whole body relaxes and you're not really doing anything but pet and Charlie. And I see you do that a lot and it, it really nourishes you. Well, because it reminds me to let the Lord nourish me. And to receive from the Lord. But honey, I know you haven't just taken heart from me in this. You've been encouraged by C.S. Lewis. Yeah. And so we've got another reading here. We shared one on last week's Soul Talks from Richard Baxter. Well, this one's from C.S. Lewis and in Mere Christianity, just an amazing classic book there. So many pearls of great wisdom from C.S. Lewis. And one of the things that he talks about is that when we're busy, it's actually lazy. Hmm. And it's like, huh? That doesn't seem yeah. right. Yeah. You know, it's like you were saying, when we're busy, we feel important. Yeah. And that's a cultural thing, like you were saying. But it's also, for a lot of us, like me, it's a bodily thing. I mean, mm-hmm. when I'm busy, I, I get some adrenaline going. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel confident. I, I feel energized. I, I feel uh, even a sense of elation that, yeah. that comes with that. I mean, I got my own drug manufacturing plant inside my body. It's like, let's go. And and I feel the energy in your body when you're busy. I mean, I hear you oh, run there, up the stairs. There goes Charlie. And... <laughs> a little too much energy for him. Yeah, he doesn't like all the busy energy. <laughs> but yeah, you know, I feel that when that energy is in you and you're busy, it impacts me. And adrenaline's a good thing. I mean, thank God for adrenaline when we have a, a crisis or we're in danger or there, there's something urgent going on. You know, or we have a problem to tackle or a sermon to give or a group to lead. It's helpful to have adrenaline. But if we're constantly recruiting adrenaline, and that's what we're doing when we're busy all the time. Mm -hmm. And so C.S. Lewis comes and says, you know what? That kind of busyness, that's actually lazy. You're not prioritizing the most important things, Mm -hmm. uh, which one of our sayings is ministry begins with rest, Mm -hmm. resting in God. You know, Sabbath is the first day of the week. The day to rest, to worship God, to enjoy being a part of Christian community. And, you know, God's on the job. 
He's doing the big stuff. That's really, really key what you just said there. Because am I trusting myself and my own busyness and productivity and hard work? Or am I in the kingdom of God, yoked to Jesus and his easy yoke, walking with him, working with him? Am I thinking this is all up to me? Or am I actually submitted to the Lord and partnering with him and serving him and what he's doing? Well, this is something that I ask myself often, just as a sort of uh, examine process of, you know, examining, reflecting on state of my own soul under the Lord as I'm doing my work. And, uh, you know, as I'm listening to somebody uh, as a counselor, spiritual director, you know, am I being prayerful? Uh, am, I, am I shooting up little prayers for the person as I listen to them? And when that's going on, I know that I'm, I'm more in tune with the Lord and I'm, I'm trusting him to provide the grace and the wisdom that's needed and he's the wonderful counselor Jesus is, and I'm assisting mm-hmm. him. Yeah. Or when I'm working on the computer and I'm writing something or I'm answering emails or I'm preparing for a seminar or a retreat, you know, am I straining? And now that's when I have more struggle with, and I start to slip into that mode of, you know, trying so hard to, you know, to say it just right and to, to be efficient with my time because I have a lot to do and I can slip into that busy mode and I'm just, you know, relying on my wisdom and my strength. And then I start to get tired and cranky. Yeah. Well, you know, on Monday I came, I guess at dinner we were sharing, and I said, well, I practice what I preach today. (laughs) And you Uh asked me how, and I said, well, when I came home from my day of, I'd had five appointments with pastors or pastor's wives, and I had so much to do at the computer, a week's worth of emails to tend to, and, you know, there was laundry to do and stacks of mail from being gone. I I came home and instead of launching into the busyness of all that work waiting for me, I thought, no, I need to go out and go for a walk and get in the Mm, warm sun and just interact with the Lord and take some deep breath and receive from the Lord some nurturing of my soul Mm -hmm. before I get into now this busy work that I have to do waiting for me. And it really made a difference because I was able to do that work from a much healthier place. Yeah, I was so happy when you did that and told me about that. It's a great example. You know, I think some of our listeners work a job in the business world or they're active as parents or grandparents, and then they have, they're also active in in lay ministry, maybe Mm -hmm. in their church or a nonprofit Mm -hmm. ministry, maybe leading a group. It could be a recovery group, and it's hard to fit it all in. Mm -hmm. And so it's not just us who are in professional ministry that no. need to remember that ministry begins with rest. And, yeah. and really, in the larger sense, Christian work begins with rest. I mean, mm-hmm. this is a principle that we can apply in business as well. That it, We want to be pausing to pray, and we want to be tapping into the Lord's knowledge and His energy. I love talking with business people about these things and telling them, you know, your work isn't necessarily less spiritual than mine. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, I have a context for talking about God and the, the Scriptures and so forth, but Jesus is, is just as interested in business as he is in church ministry. Yes. Business is service. And uh, obviously, you know, parenting and you know, leading a family in a home, in all these settings, we're prone to, to self-reliance, to mm-hmm. doing too much, to, to hurrying, to mm-hmm. being busy. And th- that sort of attitude and overactivity crowds out the presence of the Lord. And I mean, I just need constant reminders I on do this. Too. I do too. And I think I'm learning from my failures on this too, because I knew, because I've done this so many times, that if I came home and I went right to my desk and sat at my computer, that I was going to be there till midnight. Mm-hmm. Because that's what we do so often, you and I. And I thought, wow, with all I've got to do today, 
if I don't take time right now before I sit at that desk to open my soul to the Lord and go interact with him, and I had to leave the house, mm-hmm. go for a walk to get away from the temptation, to get away from being hooked in. Right. Yeah. In Romans 12, 21, Paul says, overcome evil with good. It's a very deep psychological principle there. Paul's a master psychologist, second only to Jesus himself, the wonderful counselor. And he's teaching us that, you know, in dealing with temptation, not only to sin, but also with lesser goods, mm-hmm. uh, good things that we might do that aren't the best thing. The way to deal with that is to overcome that attachment that's maybe unhealthy with another attachment that's a positive thing. And so that's what you did when you set aside your work and you went for a prayer walk. Mm-hmm. Or that's what we do when we say, you know, let's set aside the email and the, the banking and the ministry work that we might be tempted to stay up late and do. And let's go for a walk and go in the jacuzzi. And let's have some conversation and just share with each other. Or, you know, when you call a friend, you know, and you talk on the phone and, and you share your hearts with each other and you pray for each other. The way to slow down that tendency to overwork or be too busy is to get a positive engagement in there. And I think sometimes we think that, well, we, I ought to just you know, read my Bible, and of course that's a great thing to do, but we need to give ourselves grace that a lot of times we need something that's uh, sticky and emotionally engaging, which is to connect with a friend, call a prayer partner, or get together you know, for coffee with somebody and put that into your day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the accountability helps too, Bill. I mean, you and I see each other really most nights working really hard and really late. And so we see that we really need to take that time out for rest, for soul care, for connection with God. And we we help each other with that. We were talking about this uh, aspect on the last Soul Talks that Jesus sent the disciples out in pairs. Mm-hmm. And so I'm so thankful, you know, you and I do ministry together and, and others that uh, I partner with in different aspects of soul shepherding, different men, uh, counselors, pastors, and so forth. But when we, we do it together. It's really helpful. We learn from each other. We hold each other accountable. And I think too, to remember phrases like this, the busy person is the lazy person. That helps. You know, I often will remind myself of that. Oh, you know, I feel so busy. I feel overwhelmed by my busyness, and then I, I stop and I think, okay, so why is that? What am I doing that God hasn't given me to do? Yeah, I also will say to myself, you know, 24 hours in a day are enough. That's what God has provided. And why do I think I need 25? God hasn't given me too much to do, but I do that to myself. Yes, you do. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And so Eugene Peterson helps us with this concept of C.S. Lewis's about I'm busy because I'm lazy. And and, uh, he has a chapter on the unbusy pastor. Uh, We could say the unbusy ministry leader, the unbusy parent, uh, the unbusy Christian worker. I indolently or lazily let others decide what I will do instead of resolutely deciding myself. I let people who do not understand the work of the pastor or whatever my work is I let these people write the agenda for my day's work because I am too slipshod to write it myself. Mm. See, essentially what he's talking about is how we fall into people pleasing. And, mm-hmm. and especially in ministry, this is just yeah. so, uh, such a slippery slope because we're constantly, you know, most of us in ministry tend to be, you know, soft hearted and tender and merciful anyway. And so, and then we're around different situations with people who have needs. And so we, may have trouble saying no Mm -hmm. and find that we, our day gets dictated by what people want from us. And 
some of that is inevitable and even good because we're responding to people, but we've got to be carving out chunks where you know we're taking that walk or that lunch or that that friend that we get together with, obviously our, our quiet time and these sorts of things so that we're nourishing our own souls. He goes on and says, talking about C.S. Lewis saying, only lazy people are busy by lazily abdicating the essential work of deciding and directing, establishing values and setting goals. Other people do it for us. Then we find ourselves frantic at the last minute, trying to satisfy a half dozen different demands on our time, none of which is essential to our true vocation from the Lord. And we're doing this to stave off disappointing someone. I mean, the pastors that I talk to, and I talk to a lot of pastors, they just so relate to this. And I see it in their body. I see it in even how difficult it is for them to be on time for the group that I'm leading or a meeting with me. There's just so many things that, you know, in ministry life that we're squeezing in and we lose touch with our priorities and our needs to have have limits and boundaries. Even with the Lord, we lose touch. It's kind of like, sorry, Jesus, don't have time. I've got to meet with so-and-so. I'm going to serve you here. You know, we're so, we can get so busy serving God that we're not really serving him (laughs) in reality. So one pastor in his reflection on Eugene Peterson's writing, which is taken off in the C.S. Lewis concept that we're talking about, about lazy people are the ones who are busy. Uh, the pastor says, this statement hit me right between the eyes. I thought busyness and laziness were polar opposites. After all, some see me as a type A driven and perhaps borderline workaholic personality. How could I possibly be accused of laziness? I am so busy that I don't know where to turn. I'm so consumed by the needs of others and of the church that I don't even take time to adequately care for my own spiritual, relational, physical, and emotional needs. I feel like a pinball bouncing around out of control because of all the external demands and forces of my environment. God help me. I'm a busy person. That's his confession, right? Mm -hmm. And I can relate to that, and I know a lot of our listeners can. Then he continues here. He says, what an amazing concept that I can gain the driver's seat of my life, make the decisions, and establish parameters and boundaries which will help give sanity to this existence. I need to understand the work of the pastor in new terms. It is not defined simply as meeting the needs or even the whims of all the people. What does God and God's word have to say about today's priorities and activities? I need to set the agenda. Instead of just working harder and longer, I need to work smart. I need to focus on doing that which is essential for the pastor to do in order to produce fruit. I need to delegate some things to others and equip volunteers to take on responsibilities. I also need to be comfortable with choosing that some things will not get done as well or simply not get done at all. I need to spend more time in prayerful planning deciding and directing, establishing values and setting goals. I need to get to the calendar before anyone else does to mark out the times for prayer, for reading, for leisure, for the solitude and silence out of which creative work can issue. I want to get in the driver's seat, or really what he's saying is put Jesus in the driver's seat and be next to him and plan for the important so they will not get squeezed out by the urgent. So I love those reflections on the unbusy pastor, and the key to that is uh, these Sabbath times, a Sabbath day, and then other quiet times where we 
do this work of prayerful planning and submission to the Lord. And I love helping pastors take Sabbath. Lord Jesus, we just admit to you that we get too busy and we submit our calendars to you and we hand you the red Sharpie pen. We say, will you show us what it is that's on our calendars that you've unput there? What is it that you would have us remove from our calendars, from our to-do lists? And will you write on there for us and lead us to times of enriching soul care where we sit at your feet, we rest with you, we receive from you your life so we have true life to give. In Jesus' name, amen. We hope you've been blessed by this episode of Soul Talks with Bill and Christy Galtier. You'll find all our podcasts on soulshepherding.org. And while you're there, we hope you'll have fun discovering our other free resources to bless your soul and ministry. On Facebook, you can receive a daily encouraging word or prayer from me. Just friend Bill Galtier or follow Soul Shepherding. Until next time, let's keep in conversation with Christ.